Welcome to the Christ Church Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christ Church, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from August 15th, 2021. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. We join our prayers with the church throughout the world, and the collect set for the eleventh Sunday after Trinity. O God, who declarest thy almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace that we, running the way of thy commandments, may obtain thy gracious promises and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the lesson. A reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians. But when the fullness of time has come, God sent his Son, born of a woman under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave but a child, and if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed this morning is Psalm 45, verses 11 to the end, which can be found on page 471 of your prayer book. Psalm 45, verses 11 to the end. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, incline thy ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. And the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift, like as the rich also among the people shall make their supplication before thee. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins that be her fellows shall bear her company and shall be brought unto thee.
Instead of thy fathers, thou shalt have children, whom thou mayest make princes in all lands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Holy Gospel is written in the Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter beginning in the 46th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. And lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. We make a common confession of our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, saying, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This morning we will look at the Galatians reading that Nikki so kindly read. Paul, in explaining the benefits of the gospel for those who believe, reminds us that our relationship with the law has fundamentally changed. But make no mistake, this is a nuanced argument, so let's take a deeper look. First, what, what does Paul mean by law? 
For the Jews, even when God freed them from slavery in the Exodus and brought them to their inheritance in the Promised Land, they were still bound by the law he gave them at Sinai. This is also true for Gentiles. Before coming to Christ, Gentiles were captives too, and this is an interesting phrase that comes in the passage just before ours. They are captives to the elemental spirits of the world. Like the law for the Jews, Gentiles were bound. They were enslaved by, and we are still enslaved by. The basic principles, cultural meta-narratives, philosophies, the laws that undergird our society. There are the old spirits of the world. Money will solve your problems. Sex is the best you'll ever feel. There are also newer ones as well. Who you want to be matters more than who you are. Your emotions are more trustworthy than your capacity for reason, and so on. We operate our lives based on these ideologies. We make decisions based on them. And so what Paul means by law is those institutions that govern our moral, ethical lives, that judge us, and to which, in his language, we are enslaved. But, and this is where Paul challenges the idea, as Christians, we are the blessed recipients of promised redemption in Christ Jesus. And that's how he starts. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. Christ Jesus came into the world, he broke into human history, and was born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He was born under the law, under the elemental spirits of the world, a human, and so a slave. And yet he perfectly kept the law. No other person could do that. All humanity was bound by the law, meaning they were condemned by the law. Our sinful nature, that original sin thing I've talked about a few times from here, means that we are slaves to the law, perpetually confined by it, and yet unable to actually keep it, always rebelling against God in our flesh, always giving in to temptation and evil, always needing to repent. And so, in contrast to Jesus, always in judgment under the law. Yet Christ redeemed us. That's the word Paul uses, redeemed. He paid the fine that we were given penalty we deserve. Our sin requires the payment of a life, and Jesus Christ not only came into the world as a slave, but he kept the law, he transcended the elemental spirits of our world, and then redeemed us by giving his life by dying on a cross. What was the effect of that redemption? Paul continues, adoption. We received adoption. We became the children of God. In Christ, God's Son, we became like Him, sons of God. But why does it matter if we're the children of God? Well, Paul outlines two consequences of being adopted as God's children. They're there in that last verse. We are given the Holy Spirit in contrast to the spirits of the world, and the privilege of calling God our Father, that's all in verse 6, so that, verse 7, You are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. That is, firstly, 
We are no longer slaves to the old system. And so we need not live as slaves to the sinful nature. We are no longer judged by the law, accountable to its constraints, bound by its ruling, enslaved to its requirements, because we have been redeemed. We are free from the binding of the law and the servitude of the elemental spirits, philosophies, and ideologies of our day. Rather, and this is the other side of the coin, freedom, secondly, we are heirs, not slaves. Heirs, responsible to Christ, who redeemed us and to our Father as his children. And this is what Paul will actually go on to unpack in the rest of the letter, especially in the next chapter. The fruit of the Spirit we are given as heirs is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But here's the nuance. These things don't look that different. To keep the Old Testament can be, a lot of the time, a good thing. It can be a wise thing. Not murdering or stealing or lying, but honoring God and honoring the Sabbath. The law of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, a right and good understanding of obedience as Christians, as heirs, will look a lot like keeping the law. There are good reasons to keep the law, even when it's not binding. Or to put it differently, we may be easily forgiven of transgressions of the law if we are genuinely repentant. We are not bound by the law in a spiritual sense. The Austrian police may still enforce it. We are not prevented from God's forgiveness. But just because we are not bound by the law, it does not mean that we should not do those things. What does it say to Christ who redeemed us for us to continue transgressing the law? And so what's the difference? Let me see if I can state this even more plainly. The difference is not what we do so much as who we are and why we do what we do. We are not slaves any longer. We need not live as slaves, as those bound by obligation, keeping the law for some benefit. We are heirs, free to live in our inheritance, obeying the law not as prerequisite, but as privilege, the privilege of being God's children. Why would we want to live as slaves when we are the children of God? That may be a new idea, to some of you. You may think that Christianity is a religion that has some rules and requirements. You do good things and try your best to not do bad things. Definitely don't do anything really bad. And God will appreciate the effort, and then you will be saved. If that's what you think, if this is about being a good person to be accepted by God, just know Paul is telling you that you are living as a slave. You will always feel the weight of the law or our late modern ideologies, or at least you should. And yet you, you could be living as an heir. Don't miss out on God's grace. Live in a way that honors him, that demonstrates his love and care for his people, not out of obligation, but out of satisfaction in and gratitude for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me pray. Heavenly Father,
We thank you for claiming us as your children through the death and resurrection of your son. Help us to live as your children, no longer slaves, but heirs. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here in earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, especially thy servant Elizabeth, our queen, Alexander, the president of the Republic of Austria, and the leaders of the nations from which we come, that under them we may be godly and quietly governed, and grant unto their whole counsels and to all that are put in authority under them, that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins, and are in love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name through jesus christ our lord amen almighty god our heavenly father 
of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him. Have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness. And bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. Come unto me all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord most high. Amen. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made thereby his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. And it institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue, a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee, that for thou dost vouchsafe to feed us, who have duly received these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members and corporate in the mystical body of thy Son, which is the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom by the merits of the most precious death and passion of thy dear Son. And we most humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Glory be to God on high, and in earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee. We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory, O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost be amongst you now and remain with you always. Amen.